What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, Adam Ronis. When last we left off, Adam Ronis was deciding between four players as he had the number one pick in uh, in the Tout Wars Mixed League Draft. You left us hanging yesterday, Ronis. I saw the draft. I listened to the broadcast afterwards. Uh, tell our listeners here, if they're uh, just listening to the pod and they're not looking at anything else, who did you take? Yeah, I went with Fernando Tatis Jr. I know there's definitely some risk with the shoulder, but I uh, decided to take that risk. There's unlimited IL spots in this league. Um, so obviously, as long as he doesn't go out there and need season-ending surgery, um, I think he should be okay. Maybe maybe we see another stint or two on the IL. Hopefully not, but um, decided to take him uh, to get the all-around contributions from him, and he has the shortstop outfield eligibility in this league as well. Yeah, and listen, even with the time that he missed last year, like you're not, you know, you're not trying to bake that in. But even with the time, he was still well, he was still a top five fantasy performer right so you got the power you got the speed you got the uh the flexibility of shortstop and outfield eligibility um for him not that you're gonna want to use him in the outfield but you never know i mean you could grab a free agent shortstop who you want to make room for on your roster and it kind of it just kind of makes it a little easier for you there and and one of the things that you said you know with dealing with like going after a, a, a juan soto is that you didn't want to like you didn't want to chase stolen bases uh, afterwards, and you know I'm looking at the you know uh, DJ Short picked right behind you, and he took Juan Soto uh, with his pick, but you look through and you're like, mm, where is he going to get some stolen bases? Uh, can't really sit and rely on Akil Badu uh, as your only real like legit. Well, Byron Buxton, but he'll be hurting you know in in a month's time. Yes, what we've seen based on the track record. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it is a standalone league, so you don't need to come out strong in stolen bases. He took Jonathan VR late. We'll see if he gets a job somewhere. But, you know, I think you want to at least try and be middle of the pack. Uh, so I, I still want some speed. It's not as urgent or dire as in these draft champions leagues where you cannot make any waiver wire moves. That's why it's pushed up more. And obviously in an overall contest where you need to be good in every category for the most part to compete. So it's not as urgent, but I still wanted to get some early because that's where most of the guys that contribute in the speed category go. Okay. Makes sense. So how did it, how did it go for you last night? I mean, let's, let's talk about it because, you know, pick it on the end in a, in a 15 teamer, definitely a pain in the ass as you, have to sit there and wait so friggin' long between between your picks. Do you have um, any particular strategies that you tend to employ when you're picking on the end there? And uh, and did you have anything for last night? No, you just need to be a little bit more aggressive. You know that if you really want a player, then you know you you got to take him in a certain spot. You can't sit there and go, oh, maybe he'll make it back. You know, if you're picking ten, you know you can be like, all right, well, looking at the teams behind me, they're probably not going to take. Uh, a shortstop here so you know i can take the risk of passing on him here and hope he comes back to you next round you can't do that here so you just gotta take the guys you want take the guys you feel are in the best spot and um it was a weird draft because it is obp so so many players got pushed down players got pushed up i think people took it to the extreme with the obp in my opinion okay. uh, i don't know how bobachette 
made it to the second round, man. And like, <laughs> like right. Rudy, and Rudy Gamble of all fucking people gets. I was I'm just like, gonna really? say. <laughs> I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me! I'm sitting there. I'm like, really? He's gonna start Freddie Freeman, Bo Bichette? I was like, come on, man! What are you guys doing? Yeah, that was um, that was that was pretty crazy. That was I was very very surprised at uh, at that. Right? I mean, that if was... I would have known that, I would have picked eleven. Yeah, right. Would have taken the eleventh pick. Are you gonna give me that? Right. Freddie Freeman, Bo Bichette versus Fernando Tatis Jr. and Teoscar Hernandez. Ah, you know, I mean, listen, it's a nice pairing there. It definitely is. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, man. I think that that was, you know, that was crazy. Who else? Uh, anybody else slide um, kind of far back that you uh, I'm trying to look. I'm, I don't really see anybody that's, you know, too far off. I, I got to tell you, man. <laughs> I like the way Charlie Wiegert started with Trout, Lewis, Robert, and Starling Marte. I know that you're down on Marte uh, coming to the Mets, but that's a that's an interesting trio of outfielders right there. Yeah, I mean, see, here's the thing, and, and this is where roster construction is important. I'll take Marte, but I don't. People are taking him in the second round. Mm -hmm. I think that's too early. So I did a recent draft where I started Soto Trout. If Marte was there, I would take him. He fits that team. You know, I need that speed to supplement. And I'm okay if he doesn't hit for big power. But if you just look at him isolated, like he doesn't, he had 12 home runs last year. He's going to City Field. And so you're really, and he had 47 stolen bases last year. He's not doing that again. It's just not happening. He was running wild in the second half. And you got to worry about health. So, and now going to a new team. So to me, there's a lot of question marks. Where people are just kind of paying. Again, I don't know what everyone else is. I, if people are penciling 40 stolen bases for him, I think it's wrong. And you're not going to get big power. So he did fit that team well uh, because he, you know, could have used some speed. Robert will get you some steals, but Trout unlikely to run much anymore. I don't think. Right. No, I like it, man. He'll get the he'll get stolen bases from Robert. And he'll get stolen bases from Marte. Um, you know, I think I think Buck likes to Buck Showalter likes to play that traditional. Uh, you know, lead off guy there. And I think that, that Marte will, you know, could, could settle in there uh, fairly nicely for them. But yeah, his stolen bases plus Lewis Roberts stolen bases. I mean, you're in a 15 team league. So with Robert and Marte, you know, you're at least competitive. You're going to be in the upper half of the pack, or you should at least be in the upper half of the pack. You know, you, you look at some of the other teams, and you're like, yeah, just uh, where are you getting your stolen bases? Where are those coming? I mean, you've got, I mean, you, Tatis, you, um, you know, you, you piecemealed some st some steals here and there, but, you know, yeah, you don't have, I mean, Kettle Marte, could he steal some more bases? But you know, you look like you went the, you got the Tatis route, and then there are like some guys who might steal you, you know, like ten bags. Something yeah, like Teoscar could get some, Marte could get some, Polanco yeah. could get some, Adamas could get some, Carlson can get some. So, so just steady under, you know, throughout. You don't need somebody that's like just a a burner. Yeah, and this is you know again a league with trades, uh, fab. So you know, I just want to make sure like I'm have some, so I'm not near the bottom and just be you know middle of the pack, and then maybe a free agent comes along in the year, or maybe my power's really good and. Someone is overabundant in stolen bases and I can make a trade. So, yeah, I, I don't really worry about it too much right now. So looking at your draft right now, what would you say your team's biggest weakness is? Um, maybe OBP is a little low and 
pitching. Okay. Starting or, or relief? Starting. I have Kenley Jansen. I expect him wherever he lands and likely with the Dodgers to close. And I have Gregory Soto. Soto. Oh, I do expect to open his closer. But, I mean, obviously we've seen command issues and walks can be an issue for him. Um, and, yeah, I didn't really get anyone else because they just kept plucking him. Like, once we got to the reserve rounds, like, all these guys were going. And, you know, I wanted a few. And every time um, I was ready to take, uh, they were gone. So I said, all right, you know what? I'll just go in a different direction and uh, figure it out. Like, and this happens the last couple of years. Everyone takes these relievers in the reserve rounds. And you know what's going to happen? They're all going to get cut. Not all of them. Maybe one or two of them do become closer, and the rest are going to get cut. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, you're looking at names like, you know, Robert Suarez. Um, I wanted him. I took him in TGFBI. So that oh, was, yeah? Yeah. I definitely wanted him. And I mean, that's San Diego bullpen. I mean, it's him. It's Pierce Johnson is another guy. It could be anyone. Be, they could bring yeah. someone in. So, but I mean, that was 24th round. I would have definitely taken a shot there and, you know, see how it plays out. And then if he doesn't get the job, you cut him. Yeah. I like the, uh, I like the nod to Nestor Cortez on your, uh, on your roster there, sir. Always nice. Winning teams always need a Yankee. Uh, not really. Um, but yeah, Glenn Colton said on the broadcast when he brought me on, Oh, you're a closet Yankee fan. I said, no, I still despise that team. This is fantasy <laughs> baseball. And I'm just looking to win. If it means putting Yankees on my team, I will have to do it. And I've done it year <laughs> after year. So did you have any like, Oh shit moments during this draft? Did you get like super sniped on somebody? I mean, it's hard to, yeah, no, to not get sniped in a 15 teamer. round 16 was insane, man. Like everyone I wanted went Carrasco, Bader, uh, Keimer, Candelario, Tristan McKenzie, AJ Pollock, Alex Cobb all went right before me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so yeah, that, that round was brutal, man. Cause I was looking at all of them and they just all went. And then, yeah, I mean, Cobb went right before me, Pollock two picks before me. Yeah. Candelario, I thought was, was a, a nice pick there in round 16. I think I was going to put him in the corner infield spot at the time. Even Yuli Gurriel who has a solid OBP. So yeah, I mean, I was just disgusted. <laughs> Those are always fun. And then you go Connor Joe and John Gray. Uh, on on that turn there after seeing your cue just get annihilated. So um, did you do you do you look at like, you know, we've talked about the fact that during a during a draft, you not you're not worried about what other people are doing and you're not uh, looking at other teams. Once the draft comes to a conclusion, um, do you do you do you look at the draft board? Do you check out everybody else's team? Do you run over to Rudy's team and 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 see who he finished up with for the night? I didn't actually, this is the first time that I'm actually, I mean, it was a long, I mean, it wasn't that long of a draft, but the draft was over and I had to go on air. I had a show afterwards and I had to write. So I had no time to look at the draft board. Oh, okay. All right. So you can't even tell me who you're, uh, who you think your biggest competition is this week. Okay. I mean, I'm, it's probably the right. I thought, I mean, I, Shelly, I don't know how to say her last name. I'll call it Shelly V. I thought she did a pretty good job. She definitely took a couple players I wanted. I mean, Rudy's always going to be competitive. Ray Murphy's mm -hmm. always good. Um, so, yeah, I'm assuming those guys did a good job. I know Scott White won this two years ago. Wasn't as good last year, but you know, I'm sure his team will be competitive. So, 
Yeah, I mean, those are the usually uh, the ones that play. I know DJ Shark finished second last year. I think, I don't know, if, uh, he's only, he hasn't been in the league that long. Um, I mean, I like some of his players and some of them I don't. So. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, listen, I think it's, you know, it's 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 cool. Like, I love the fact that you're in the, the mixed auction for labor and the mixed draft here for tout just kind of gives you, you know, gives people different looks uh for you know for you you know what i'm saying like to you know to, for the people who like you know hit us up in discord and stuff like that they're like you know what's adam ronis do or you know can you point me towards adam ronis's stuff and uh so you know yeah i think it's uh it's it's actually it's kind of good for uh to to have this i thought it was i thought overall i thought it was a it was a really good draft i didn't really see anything that was like too outlandish i was talking to to bowden about it uh on the show we we kind of only glossed over it uh, a couple of things that he was just like he you know he's he's so anti-closer what's your what's your closer stance here overall he's like he's like i can understand why somebody would reach for josh Hader or liam Hend- Hendricks. i'm not doing it uh but you know if, if they want to do it they can do it uh, i won't begrudge him that but you know, he's like, you know, fishing at the bottom of the barrel, you know, like like there's like every year there's an Emmanuel Classe sitting there in round 23. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say that, but you got to find the guy. I mean, for me, <laughs> yeah. for me last year, like my guy late was Jake McGee and I, I try to get him in every league and I got him in a lot and it worked out. But that's not going to happen every year. There's probably someone else that I targeted that I forgot that didn't work out. So they slipped my mind. Um, so that, that's the hard part. And again, right now with the lack of spring training, it's a big problem. I mean, for me, it's a major problem with these drafts because, you know, we're not seeing anything. We don't know guys health and I don't know what guys are coming in with increased velocity, a new pitch because they helped me last year. So it's, it's really hurting. So I know one of my leagues already got pushed back today. It was supposed to draft, um, Monday, I think the 29th, he said an email, Hey, with the cancellation of games, we're going to postpone it. Um, and I think I might do it in my league as well. I mean, I probably going to send an email and say, Hey, do people want to push it back? Let me know. Um, if everyone says they want to do it that day, I'll leave it. Cause, but you know, it's just not knowing what's going on right now. Um, and right now, again, I don't know. Everything fucking changes. That's why I don't pay attention to this shit so closely, man. Like I was following <laughs> it last night, but it's like a waste. How many times in the last two weeks? Oh, we're getting close. Let's stay up. We're going to have a deal. Oh, now we're canceling. Oh, well, we canceled the first two series of the year. Oh, well, if we agree today, we're going to play 162 games. Oh, well, it looks like we're going to cancel two more series. Now, April 14th is the earliest date. So this fucking shit changes all the time. So, like, there's no need to waste so much energy on this shit. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, you know, we're, we're, we're reporting it. Like, we're we're still covering, like, for the shows and stuff, you know, we're still covering the – um excuse me the fantasy aspect and and just talking about you know yeah all I mean, of that you but still we, need to prepare i mean you know if you think like oh well i'm not gonna worry about this i'm not even gonna draft i'm not gonna look at a draft guide or rankings and then once they agree let me know and then i'm gonna go you're gonna be fucked because oh, yeah i've been screaming that for fucking weeks right now man Jeez. yeah you're gonna you're gonna be in big trouble man because you're gonna just be already behind not knowing value of players doing research on stats and then you're going to deal with the flurry of activity and free agents and your head's just going to spin and you're going to just be lost yeah 
There's a lot of work that needs to be done because there's, you know, because as soon as they do come to an agreement, uh, then all of a sudden you're going to see a flurry of, of like, you know, signings, trades, stuff like all that shit going on. And it's just it's going to be um, it's going to be crazy. It's definitely going to be crazy. And, um, you know, yeah, you're going to end up behind in in all of your prep work uh by just kind of ignoring it you know i'm like you know got this uh best ball draft uh we're supposed to do tomorrow uh night and i'm like trying to get it filled and it's like you know all these people i talk to and they're like yeah well you know i don't know if the season's gonna happen but i'm like are you you gotta be kidding me man i mean i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna like be blindly optimistic but with how close they are in the negotiations right now i mean You'd be foolish to think that the season isn't going to happen. And then, you know, to not do any kind of prep work, it's very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. Um, so overall, you feel good about your draft? You're excited about this? You're ready to jump in and beat the crap out of everybody and win this, what, for a fourth time in, what, six years? Um, no, I think – I'm trying to remember uh, how many years I've been in now. Well, I won in – 2015, 2016, and last year. I think my first year was either 13 or 14. You're asking me? No, I'm. Uh, it's either I'm saying it's either <laughs> 2013 or 2014. I can't remember what year, but I know I won in 15, 16, and last year. All right. Well, I'm I'm rooting for you, Adam. You know I am. I hope Always. so. Who else are you gonna root for in this fucking room? Um. Let's see. Oh, damn. There's no Ooh. other alarm people in there. So no, on. there are, but you know, there are some some nice fellow Anthony Perry, such a nice guy. Come on. And if you listen to the software, this league, I can tell you fantastic that. software. Anthony Perry will tell you that this player is going to end up with being an incredible value. <laughs> <laughs> I love Anthony Perry. I love Anthony Perry. Always comes sharply dressed to to the FSGA event, and then when you get him on the radio like that, he's like he's like he's all quiet, very smooth, and this is what you need, and that's what the soft. Well, he, he definitely took risk with his pitching. I'll tell you that Degrom, um, Pablo Lopez who had a shoulder issue last year, Rodon, Carlos Rodon, Bauer. Trevor Bauer, Strasburgs. Yeah, so yeah, there's definitely some risk there. Oh shit! I just noticed that Rudy took Mike Clevenger in the uh, in the twelfth. I like that pick. Ooh, yeah, I do be, too. Plus, you might be worried about that. And even if he starts on the year on the IL, you got unlimited IL spots. You know that San Diego hired um, the assistant pitching coach who's been with Cleveland for the last twenty one years. Um, his last name is uh, Niebla, and he was uh, he he was actually one of the guys who. Like spent the most time working with Clevenger. Well, that's, and we know what Cleveland has done uh, pitching wise mm-hmm. for a while now. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm grabbing Clevenger in a lot of places. Yeah, every time I'm in a best ball draft, if you like, it just you know you're sitting down there and you're looking at rounding out your rotation. I, I kind of like, kind of like taking him. You know, he's not really co- He's not costing you uh, a, a big pick at all. Um, I think it's definitely worth the. Uh, I think the the juice is definitely worth the squeeze on that one. Yeah, man. So, 
Well, all right. Well, Tout Wars Mixed Draft. Uh, before I let you get on out of here, because I know you got to grab some grub before you're going to go do a show with Fensty. Uh, I want to take a quick time out here. And when we come back, Adam's assessment, Carson Wentz now competing with the Dallas Cowboys again in the NFC East. So right after this commercial break, Adam Ronis' thoughts. Adam Ronis. So um, pretty much what I'm getting from the majority of people is, is Carson Wentz sucks. Uh, it's, it's not really that much of an upgrade. It's not going to be something that's going to move the needle. Um, there's a lot of negativity about this Carson Wentz deal. How do you feel? Yeah, it's terrible. I cannot believe that they traded picks and are paying his salary. I mean, it's you're hearing reports now that the Colts, it, this is not based on the last two games. The Colts kind of wanted him uh, out. Uh, a lot of the teammates don't like him. Um, so I just, I don't see how this does anything for Washington. So as a competitor in the division, I'm glad because they could have gotten a lot better quarterback and made this team a real upgrade. I just don't think this is a, a good deal for them. Um, but who else could they have gotten? Watson or someone like that. Well, I mean, how do you, you can't you can't trade away a ton of first round draft picks for Deshaun Watson until you know what's going on with his legal situation? I understand that, but I'm saying that could have been a possibility if things worked out. If you're gonna, if they have Wentz, that doesn't doesn't instill fear. He look, there's times he looks good. He was he made some horrendous decisions last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, couldn't, definitely. and they and they they couldn't win their last two games to get in. Against Jacksonville, they look pathetic. So I just I think it's a bad move for Washington. Well, I mean, the question is, is if all this shit is coming out now about him not getting along with the team and they wanting him out and blah, blah, blah. Is that is that a talent based thing or is that a personality based thing? And if he goes to another team and he clicks personally with with people again and, and you know, like, I mean, that's that's what I'm asking here. Um, you know, you, you put him into a system that was a run first system because you had Jonathan Taylor. Right. You give him I mean, he Michael Pittman's a nice weapon, but, you know, the tight end situation is blah. And uh, you're still working off of like, you know, old T.Y. Hilton um, guys getting hurt. And, and it's it's a run centric sort of a, a thing. So he's not getting along with everybody over there. And it's not an offense that caters to to him passing much at all. Um, so, you know, the question is, is does he land in a spot, uh, that's going to utilize him more? Is Scott Turner going to, uh, going to embrace that a little bit more than what happened in, uh, in Indianapolis? And, you know, from a skill set standpoint, can he bounce back from, from this? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, it's not like, yeah, I just don't, I, I don't see them winning with him. I just don't see anybody else out there that that would have that 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 looks like an improvement. And I, you can't say you can't say Deshaun Watson because <coughs> again, this schmuck's going to take the fifth on Friday at the deposition. Like, why even have the fucking deposition? Okay, uh, I mean, it's just going to drag on more. And you have no idea if the NFL is going to suspend this dude uh, or or he find he's found guilty. At all. I mean, you can't, you just, you cannot trade that kind of draft capital for a question mark. Now, if he's through his legal issues, right? If he, if he gets through it all, pay the world, 
pay the absolute okay, see, world. Th- this is the problem, right? Is Kirk Cousins a good quarterback? Is Kirk Cousins a yeah. good quarterback? He's a mediocre quarterback. Is Minnesota ever going to win a Super Bowl with him? Um, Probably not, right? I don't know. I mean, I you know, the direction of the offense, I'm not really uh, that. Uh, because, see, when it's a run-first offense, like, you know, and you're featuring Dalvin Cook, then I think you can win with Kirk Cousins. But from everything that I'm hearing right now, it sounds like they're going to be relying more, much more on Kirk Cousins to win them games than Dalvin Cook to win them games. And I think that's uh, a mistake. Um, you know, a lot of Wentz's numbers were comparable to Heineke last year. They both had 6.9 yards per pass attempt, both 7.9 air yards per pass attempt. Uh, the yardage was similar. Difference was obviously Heineke turned it over a little bit more, but I just don't think this does much at all. And you're paying him $28 million and giving him draft picks. I think it's a horrible move by Washington. They're going to regret this. All right. I, listen, I, no, I, I hear you loud and clear. Bowden, I was talking to Ani. He's a, a Washington fan. Drew Phelps is a Washington they fan. They hate it, right? Yeah, none of them like it. None of them like it. So it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, how that how that fits in um, for this whole thing because I mean you know now you're you're you know it's, it's now you know everybody's talking about the stats and and you know what Heineke and and Wentz I mean again two different offensive schemes two different uses of the quarterback one team gets a lead and then they hand it off to Jonathan Taylor thirty five times uh, you know you weren't seeing that kind of an offense run uh, in Washington so. I think well, when do you know why they did that? Why they did what? And it kept handing off to Taylor because they didn't want Wentz fucking it up and turning it over. <laughs> Listen, if you have a fucking running back like Jonathan Taylor, you ride that fucking thing like and a, they like had a, a good like defense. A and they had a good defense. And what happened when they needed to win the big games? Wentz did not come through. Again, if they don't, if if there's clubhouse dismay and it, you know it carries on throughout the season, it's going to affect the play. It's going to affect. The, that's why some guys do well with a change of scenery, some don't. Yeah. So we'll have to just kind of wait and see. I'm just I'm crowdsourcing now, and I guess now I'm going to crowdsource to the point where I'm going to be like, well, now I'm going to get myself like a, a Washington Commanders Carson Wentz jersey. Right. So that I can I can wear that. And, you know, when when everybody's like all of a sudden, you know, it's like week four, week five and everybody's like, oh, my God, I'm ready to like drop to my knees and suck off Carson Wentz because he's so fucking good that I can be like, oh, now you all are on the bandwagon there. Oh, what? Uh, ooh, uh. <laughs> Not that I like to say I told you so, Adam. Well, OK, what would an I told you so be? If they win the division, win a playoff game. Well, if they make the playoffs, I think it's a, I think that's a it's a positive move in the right direction for them. Oh, yeah. And the expanded playoffs. So they'll be like the Eagles last year and they get smoked in the first round. <laughs> it won't be that bad. OK, it won't be that bad. We'll see what they do with Antonio Gibson. Maybe they'll let Antonio Gibson catch a pass. Yeah, I mean, once they check down to the running back a lot, so that would see. Help. There you go. Now you got to look at it from the fantasy standpoint, man, and think that a move like this from Heineke to Wentz could be good for Antonio Gibson. And it's I think it's going to be better for Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I mean, it could help those guys. Doesn't mean it's the right move. Well, 
We shall see, my friend. We shall see. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us here tonight on the Annie Up podcast. Big thank you to all you guys out there for liking and subscribing. Um, if you uh, if you if you're wondering where the Tout Wars draft board is, I'll tweet it out with the uh, the tweet for this link, uh, so you can check me out uh, at Roto Buzz Guy on Twitter, um, and uh, and catch it there. That way you can just view the uh, the entire draft board and check out everything that Adam did. Uh, in the meantime, Adam, grab yourself some dinner, have some fun with Fensty, and uh, I'll catch up with you, man. You got anything, uh, any parting shots? No, that's it, man. It looks like baseball's still going to talk into the night, so maybe things change by the time this is out. Let's hope. Fingers crossed, indeed. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. For Adam Ronis, I'm Howard Bender. This has been Eddie Up. We'll catch you next time.